1: Welcome everybody to the Radio Techers YouTube and Twitch. And it, it just had to be your five-round boys making the making the opening uh contest. Carlos and myself here for five rounds. We have just finished watching UFC 264. Carlos, how excited for that event are you? I'm more excited now than I, I were actually
2: beginning uh, start starting. <laughs> I know it's the shit watching it, but excitement, some of the results. We'll get right into it.
1: Yes, let's. So firstly, we've got the uh the early prelims and the prelims to go through. Uh Zaglas Zumagolov uh picked up the first round uh submission against Jerome Rivera. Then we had Brad Tavares uh picking up the victory uh decision against Omre Akhmedov. And then the the last of the the early prelims was Jennifer Meyer getting the decision against Jessica I in a, in a fight that left Jessica R with a third R. <laughs> Uh, going oh, it yeah. see a skull. It, it, you actually really, really could see a skull that was absolutely disgusting. I got some comments in the chat already, my boy. Uh, it's Ray Cash. Uh, did you watch the, the event? realize let us know what you thought of it. Um, going into these uh prelims, we had uh Trevin Giles uh losing back KO to uh Dirk uh Drickus Duplessis, um, uh, Ilya Taperio getting the the comeback uh, knockout against Ryan Hall in a what can only be described as a, were doing, a rolling contest. Yeah,
2: he was doing too many imanari rolls, trying to get the the weird take down from the outside, where you are sort of hooking the leg and then sort of you want to roll on the outside mm-hmm. so you can sort of go in between the legs. And yeah, yeah he you can tell that Ryan Hall is sort of a, a one trick pony when it comes to mixed martial arts. And I'm not saying that he's, uh,
1: but you can also party. see why nobody wants to fight him.
2: No, oh, yeah, he's dangerous. He's like the is like the Damien Meyer of the of the lower weight divisions? Mm-hmm. Uh he's incredible with the, his technique, his skill is skilled minded as well. He's um I'd say it's the uh, him and R roles aren't easy to do. And he I think he threw like four or five out just in the first yeah. uh first minute and a half in the first round, so
1: yeah, but it didn't work out for him tonight. And then we had uh Michelle Pereira uh eking out the decision victory against Nico Pras. And then we ended the prelims with Max Griffin getting the decision against uh, your boy Carlos Condit.
2: Ah, sort of feel bad for him. Like Condit, he's always been one of my favorites ever. Like ever since growing up watching him, mm-hmm. uh, along the lines of Dan Hardy, he had some of the best fights, and he was... Even though Dan Hardy's is one of our all time greatest fighters, probably if not the all time greatest, Scott's he's he's definitely up there. But he's 38 years of age, he's cracking on a bit. And as everyone knows, I don't think it's no secret, mixed martial arts is just moving on so fast. Mm-hmm. And he's not like a who are you fighting? Really, um, Max Griffin. Max Griffin. Fuck yeah, I don't know why. I wanted to call him somebody else. Man. <laughs> Uh, Max Griffin, like we we spoke about it. While so far, it's not like Max, uh, Max Griffin is young but He's thirty-five. No, yeah, but Only that, a year difference. Yeah, but then is. I said to you, there's a year difference. But why do why do Carlos Condit look five ten year older than Max Griffin? Because then, he's been through twenty wars. Yeah, and that's it. What you reminded me of. And, and I've been what literally since I was a kid. Since I. If you can go back to when he started before the JSP farting and he got.
1: Before that, that when, he, when, he, when he was in WEC. Yeah,
2: so I can't. Literally, ever since I was a kid watching him, watching him since he was a, 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 in his 20s whilst I was a kid growing up. and So, yeah, he's. Top respect to him, but it's not like he took a lot. It's not like he took a, a, a hell of a lot of punishment, was it? It's, the way he was, like the commentator, like Daniel and then what said, were. How many times he sort of if he's,
1: he's fucked his knees up, he, it, with, that's the issue with him, he's yeah. never been the same since he had those uh uh Weetabix knees. Well, that's it, and he's
2: not like one of them fighters where he's just he started to get he used to check them in that fight,
1: but would rather just
2: sort of going with the kicks rather than trying to uh, in a way, well, in a way, trying to absorb them a little bit easier rather than check them on full on impact and cause any any damage. I said, guys, 38, you don't want to be. You'll also be
1: walking around with crutches and that so, Yeah, you don't want to be yeah, doing that. Exactly. What you're us. Uh, we've got a, a Radio Techers cohort, uh, Mr. Tanner Pruitt in the chat. Hello, hey, Tanner. Tanner. Um, and mean, for everybody watching along and uh, uh, get your comments in, uh, tell us what you thought about uh, the facts, tell us what you thought about the event. Uh, we'll start with the, the opener, uh, Walmart's very own... Uh, version of Conor McGregor, Sean O'Malley taking on Chris Matinho, And if these two didn't set the the standard for uh, uh, the event, um, then something is truly wrong because this was a cracking part. Um, it, I, I don't think that Sean O'Malley comes out of it looking good at all. Uh, I mean, he, to be fair, he broke the record for the amount of uh, strikes landed by a single person in the fight. But he couldn't finish somebody who... This time in June was shifting paint cans around a factory. He couldn't beat this guy. What a chin Chris Martino has! He uh, he he comes out of this looking absolutely amazing. Um, just, I've, I mean, I'm not a big uh, Sean O'Malley fan. We we all know that from the the times we spoke about him here on uh, on Five Rounds, but. One thing is good at is those laser-accurate shots. I mean, this is a guy who got 80% of 280 shots. In That's that's ridiculous numbers, absolutely ridiculous numbers. But I've got to give all props in this fight. I mean, there's no point really breaking it down round by round. I mean, the only kind of significant thing that happened in the first round was the knockdown. Uh, other than that, this was three rounds of matinho doing the Justin gates special of special just right. going forward, not moving his head. Uh, taking shot after shot after shot, but then landing some really good shots of his own. I mean, there were points in the fight where it looked like O'Malley was rocked by this uh, by this kid. Uh, he sure, certainly should be getting another fight out of it. Um, but Sean O'Malley, if you cannot finish uh, somebody taking a fight on 10 days' notice after they were drinking paint, like not only not a month ago there there is holes in your game sir and you need to you need to uh work on them before thinking that you're a big time star. Uh but he picked up the picture, broke the record for the amount of shots and um yeah. Well what more is it to say?
2: Well to be honest with you, obviously like you were saying he brought the he brought the the record of of the more shots landed, the highest accuracy set. You've you've got to give him that. Fair enough. Yeah. All props. His performance was spectacular. It was throwing off double jabs, triple jabs, one twos, hooks when when he wanted, and throwing them clean. It was he was trying to embarrass his opponent. He was trying to show that listen, this is what I'm good at. Why why is he here? Why is he here with me? But I I applaud him. I don't like O'Malley at the best of times, but I applaud him for at the end of it when he basically stood up and said, that guy's got some bollocks. He's fucking... So, mm-hmm. Whilst everyone else is ducking me, he knows he's a loud mouth, but whilst everybody else is not accepting to fight him, which is true, no one's accepting to fight him. Uh, I know he's having all that shit with Aaron, and, I, and I've, 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 I'll hold my hand to my fair share of calling him a, uh, a bit of a bitch for, for the stuff he's done, but he, he, no one wants to fight him. And this, this kid who mm-hmm. I want to fucking I want to like, after when I've finished this and when I'm going to watch the the press conference, but you want to watch ours first, Radio Texas, new network, subscribe to YouTube, you, <laughs> don't, you want to do that, I promise you. But yeah, after this, I'm definitely going to go and watch some of these, these guys fights because I don't, did, no, don't know where he's come from, I literally know he worked in a paint factory a month ago, a month later, he's fighting on a, a McGregor card, opening a McGregor card. Yeah. You can't ask for, for much more, and the way he was fighting, like you said, he, he looked like how um, Justin Gaethje first came in to uh, the UFC, and then as he was working with Trevor Whitman all the time, his he head movement, yeah, head movement he developed head yeah. movement. His striking got a little bit more cleaner. He wasn't just, even though he's that that like this kid, he's got he's got the cardio, he's got that pace. He will he will keep pressuring you forward. That's why Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley, is generally like one of these fighters, Israel time Conor McGregor's. They want that space so they can sort of move. Mm-hmm. They want to be the ones pushing you forward. They going to be the ones controlling the octagon, and pushing you up against the cage. This kid didn't let O'Malley do any of that. This kid was in O'Malley's face. Fair enough, he was taking shots. He was in his face the whole round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, getting, getting on to it, this, this kid's got heart. Oh, I want to talk about the stoppage from yes. Perth When I spoke to my friend, when I put, it on, I put it on my face, this is a bullshit stoppage at this time. And my friend put on, no, he was done. He was going to go out in that last 30 seconds. This is my opinion. I don't think he was. Sean O'Malley had 14 and a half, uh, 14 minutes and 30 seconds to finish this man. And he could not finish him. He put him down in the first. He wasn't able to finish him. In the second, he hit him with two knees, clean, flush knees. The knees didn't do anything. Head kicks. Three or four clean head kicks. The head kicks didn't do anything. It wasn't going to finish him in that last 30 seconds. If I'm here in front of you with my hands up, but, I'm but, still in but that fight. If that stops the yeah,
1: car, I'm pissed off. The fact is, he could have finished him in that 30 seconds, but when Herb Dean jumped in to stop it, it wasn't finished. Exactly, yeah, yeah it wasn't um, finished. Chris, uh, Chris Martino was still throwing shots back. He was still... um I don't want to say actively defend him because no, his way of defending. But was, was though,
2: but this is what I said to me, mate. he was like he was done and that he wasn't, and regardless of what whatever happened in that last 30 seconds, his hands were still up here. Yeah, no matter he if, was one was here, shots. one was here, one was here. It, was it wasn't down yards. here, it wasn't over here, there was up here, and he was going forward. Mm-hmm. To me, as a referee. Now I don't know what Dean saw, I don't wanna I don't want to shit on him too much because he's a, he's a legend referee, but since he had that fuck up with with Dan Harder, he's somewhat seemed to come down a bit downhill. The spotlight's gone him now. He's a bit more famous. He's not just a referee anymore. he's Herb Dean's got a name for himself. He's to me, he's got a. He's he's getting a bit more. He's, he's just making a couple of uh, just a couple of mistakes he's, that yeah. he would have never have done like that far. A lot of people might say I'm wrong because he's like, oh, he's just saving the fatter getting head trauma. That farter was in there for a reason. We working in a paint factory a month ago. That this fight changed his fucking life. Mm-hmm. It's changed his life He's, forever. Uh, it's
1: very likely he'll get a $75,000 uh, win bonus. And he will uh, definitely. Performance bonus from that. Yeah, and he will definitely get a contract. I, like, the
2: reason I'm so pissed off about it is because if I was in that if that that's literally my dream to fight in, in the UFC. And if the Firm Dean did that to me, I wouldn't have been as calm as him. I would have been fucking raging. The fact is, I have my hands up. I was, don't mind if I'm going to it in the face. It's what I signed that fucking contract for. <laughs> I'm getting scratched, and I know the dangers of it. Part of my hands are going forward. I'm, I'm intelligently defending myself. I'm still in that fucking fire. Don't stop the fire. Oh, I'm getting fucking well. you danger. A prick for stopping that fire when he did, but yeah, that that kid has got all our oh, honestly. Dana yeah. White needs to give him a bonus, give him a contract, give him a fucking house, sort his life out, help him out.
1: Yeah, we've got some. Uh... Plenty of comments in the chat. Um, Ray, saying some people have just got concrete chins. Uh yeah, absolutely. But if you are the 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 star that that Sean O'Malley claims that he is, that he's uh technically unbeaten, um and you can't beat someone who's coming in off 10 days' notice, who's never fought at that level ever before. The, then these questions need to be well, asked. Well, that's
2: why I'm speaking so wildly about this guy who's going to mm-hmm. be uh, and, and just put on a show against O'Malley because I don't know how good O'Malley is. Fair enough, he might be ranked 23 and he might be low down. He's been in the UFC a long time. There's a, there's a, also a reason why he's not getting on these big name fighters. Now, if you've been watching UFC or mixed martial arts for a long time, which I have, you can he, he's in the UFC. He's on a different... If he was in these regional shows, he'd smash everybody. Yeah. But he's in the UFC, he's on the biggest stage of them all. There's a reason why he's, a he's struggling to get into that top 15. And yeah, fair enough. I just said about people struggling, people not wanting to fight him in in, in, in where he is now. But that's people around his, his actual category. But if he's fighting like this uh, uh, with a guy who's just come in, who's got relatively no head movement, he didn't really have no knockout power. Where his power comes from his position, like McGregor's, but when you get up into them, them top 15s, top tens, top fives, you will get quickly exposed. Mm-hmm. McGregor, look how far. It, it only lasts so long. You until you when you change your game, nothing nothing works. That like, that like will go on in the main event. But you always have to keep evolving your game. And if you keep stuck in the mud, you're going to get bypassed so fast by these other fighters. And especially like this kid who, he's got some work to do. Again, I'm back on him. He's proper impressive. Mm-hmm. He's he's got some work to do with his head movement and throwing his hooks off. And actually, it's not just following his opponent; now, actually cutting them off. But other than that, he's, he's fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, Matt Jesse in the chat saying, "What's up, boys? Good card overall. Let's get all Mally a title shot. Thanks for the uh, the." The, the props, Matt, but it's a hard pass for me on Normal again. That title shot, yeah. It's, a, it's, a long it's, it's long three, it's a three to four fights minimum for me before he gets like there. I say, he's not
2: even, he's not nowhere near the top. He needs yet. to
1: at least fight a top 15, then a top 10, then a top 5. Well, for that's me. it. Well, the, his
2: last good performance was against over Eddie Warmer when he faked the uppercut and then, and then followed it with a cross. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's sort of been, he's been in the press and been in the media for, I want to say, you could put it down to the wrong
1: reason. He's a salesman. That's yeah. what it is. He's good He's at a... uh, good at selling himself as a, a character. But when you get to the likes of the level of Marlon Vera, the likes of um, Davashvili, for instance, Pedro Munoz, mm. you've got, selling selling your character is totally different to getting an ass whipping from the levels of those fighters. So, I mean, it was good that he called out Rob Font. I thought that's a good, brilliant move. You I, what, I, I don't believe that. I don't think it'll happen. I mean, Rob Font's at like four. Rob Font's looking at the 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 winner of uh, um Jan and Sterling. Sure. see he could be, but then obviously he called out what who
2: did he call out? He called out Rob Font, he called
1: out he DC. said uh, DC uh, Dominic Cruz was ducking him. Uh, obviously the Marlon Vera stuff. Uh, but he lost to Marlon Vera. Really, about Marlon Vera because I wanted we're we'll, we'll
2: showing all valley, like I said. I don't like him because the way he, he, he sort of talks but doesn't back it up and then all that excuses with the ankle or mentally undefeated. Just chuckle that out. what mm-hmm. the fuck are you you're sounding if you were in front of me I'd call you a moron just for what you just said <laughs> to me. You're mentally undefeated. What the fuck does that even mean you're mentally undefeated? You've been beat. Take it on chin. It's yeah. an LME record. So yeah. fucking what? You learn from it. You learn from it. But yeah, that's why I sort of lost a little bit of respect for O'Malley. But with, with him being striking like that, no one can say he's a shit striker. He He's on point with his with his fucking, with his jabs, with his trying And as well, with him being such a long reach as well, you don't see a lot of fighters using that jab a lot. And he used it in this fight effectively, perfectly to his mm-hmm. advantage. And if he can just put a little bit more power behind his shots, get a little bit more muscle behind it, because he's already a big guy for that weight anyway. It's like I said, he's a, he's, he's a tall guy, he's a long reach, and he's still got all like, his... I'd say twenty odd. I well, think
1: he's twenty three, Sean O'Malley.
2: Yeah, so he's still got growing to do. He's still got mm-hmm. he's, he's still got bulking out to do. So there's still plenty of time for him to to get to make his way up into that title yeah. shot. But what, I just don't want him to fall into that trap of oh, I'm another heart train again. Because that's what got him in the in, in the shit with Marlon there in the first place.
1: Yeah. Uh, so after that, let's go into the first of three first round finishers: um, Irene Aldana versus uh, Jana Kunitskaya. And this was actually for the the four and a half minutes that it went. This was actually a, not a bad fight. Uh, Kunetskaya clearly has kind of learnt from uh, her time in the in the UFC. Really uh, tried to start pushing the pace, uh, landing axe kicks and uh, and uh, mixing up the the jabs and the hooks. But she's going up against a boxer, and uh, Aldana threw very little in this fight but every single shot did damage. The first uh, shot that she threw uh, essentially broke uh, Kunitskaya's face and then she started bleeding all over. Uh, Kunitskaya was still uh, really pushing the press, going for the clinches, landing knees, uh, and then uh, um, um, Aldana just landed a left hook, which just drops uh, Kunitskaya. Um, Kunitskaya then was... uh, was essentially on, on the ground. Um Aldana was was uh, just um trying to slip past, control the, the legs, land the shot. Um she she kind of like couldn't sky kind of did the wrong thing trying to like uh, turn the wrong way, ended up being essentially on a side, uh, just taking shot after shot after shot. And referee uh Jason Herzog with about 20 seconds to go, uh called the fight off and uh Irene Aldana, even though she weighed what, four and a half pounds over yeah. uh, in the weighing in uh, comes out with the victory.
2: Well, that's it. The, I can say, um Aldana, she, even though she missed weight, she, fair enough, it, it, it's a poor do. You're a professional. Mm-hmm. You should, lie. you can't even use COVID as excuse now because everything's somewhat back to normal. You've got the, the training facility, the PR. Something must have went wrong. Nothing's always easier. But uh, again, you're a professional and, not only that, yeah, but she has won as well, so it's an added, I suppose it's a baller, her. she hasn't lost all of her money, it. Um, and then obviously Coach, uh, Coach I can't even say her name, I'm hooking it up. Coach am I saying that right? Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya. Oh, I've been picked the two names, up. but Kuniskaya, you can just tell where uh she just couldn't deal with the, the added weight that her opponent had. With her having to sort of deal with Missing weight by the four four and a half pounds as it was, and then getting after hydrated, she probably put on an extra five, maybe ten pounds uh, along with that. So, and you could see it, it in and both when they were saying uh, Coach Giara was trying to be aggressive, showing up basically the war cries that you that you hear the war mm-hmm. songs, but it was that's all it was. It was just war songs. It was doing it was doing nothing. And when you're against a boxer. Who's that's their main they've heard fight. of it before, yeah. yeah. They, they're not, they're not scared. What they're looking for is for you to throw one of these wild kicks with a hook and then they're going to tag you. That's exactly what uh, Yolanda did. She was able to just set up that hook perfectly. And again, boxing style, it's not like she just threw a full, like a full body round like you see a lot of mixed martial artists do, it. they'll turn their head into it. She just did it traditionally, it was just
0: poof. Yeah.
2: And it, 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 it was just perfect on the button the, in that the way. The
0: pace
1: was there, the speed, the accuracy, everything that needed to to drop uh Yana. Yes, she's one of them farters that she's
2: scarily good on the feet. And if you can't get in if you can't get in close to her and pin her up against the fence or put her on her back, you generally got an odd fight. But we haven't seen farters do that to her because when we've seen fighters get close to her, They've been cracked. That's how good and how fast her hand speed is, and mm-hmm. how uh, how good her, her counter boxing is. Where they, they generally can't get her up against the cage. Because and as well, even though she's generally a boxer, she uses her, el- her elbows really well. She's one of the women who's got uh, longer extre- uh, extremities, so it makes it easy for her to use her elbows. Like John Bones Jones was, where he, he grabs the wrist and he just fucking he'll just snap an elbow in. She's got the reach for that sort of stuff, so she's she's brilliant. And then obviously as well with the hook. The reach added extra uh, was perfect because she was able to lean out the way as as she was able to throw it, so she was able to protect herself whilst catching her opponent, and that that would just game over for that fight. And as soon as, as soon as you you could see that land, it it, it was just over. But you want to go to? I was going to call her Santos wife because I remember Santos' name. Uh, she she reminded me of fighting too much like in a way like Santos did with Bones, you know, that like where he was sort of just being aggressive and then Bones eventually just blew his knees out. He ended up taking it to decision, but that's what it seemed like in this fight. His wife was just seeming to be aggressive, just trying to throw kicks, front kicks in, and just the traditional one-twos just to basically try to intimidate her and slow her down and it just, it just didn't work. Her opponent just was patient and just waited for that opening. As soon as that opening came, she just she struck
1: like a fucking cover and, yeah. and that were it, it was game over. Yeah. Um then came uh, the middle fight and the fact that uh, <laughs> this were uh, this fat was either going to make our day yeah. or it was going to ruin us and put us in a bad mood. Well, let me just put it this way. So just to show <laughs> you what
2: mood we're in, Greg Hardy, I've just got that shows. Uh, Wait, hang <laughs> on a minute, that shows as well, you prick.
1: Um so we had Greg Hardy versus Tata Vassa. Uh, and again this was a first round finish uh, and it was just it was glorious I mean Greg Hardy started quite aggressive landed an early jab um, he was um, he actually landed quite a few times and there was a point where we thought the worst was going to come when, uh, when he landed a big right and we saw Tarchivasa stagger Yeah, a little bit like, nervous a little, yeah. just a little bit and then uh, Hardy was, was looking like he was ready to, to essentially pounce and finish the fight and then Tartarasa, oh, that big left, it, it lands perfectly on the eye of uh, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy went down, the ass swelled up before he hit the ground, uh, a couple of uh, follow-up shots, and it was all over. Uh, Tartarasa became the biggest star in the UFC heavyweight division, drunk at least five six shoes uh, one know. with hot sauce one that was poured from the the crowd at the top of the entrance the guy's an absolute oh, star and everybody absolute loves him
2: customized shoe as well
1: yeah it fucking looked like a proper nice air force one as well it, would, oh, that, that, that hurt my heart maybe, yeah that. but brilliant yeah. result uh i'm so so glad um I hope that this is the end of the Greg Hardy experiment. No,
2: I want to. I want to see him one last time just to see him get knocked out again because that was that, that was too fun. That it, it
1: was it was so fun.
2: I'm just I'm glad he got knocked out. I I hope his orbital bones fucked. I hope his retina's fucked, and I hope now he knows what he feels like for smacking his fucking wife up the prick. Because now he knows that Tartaros is not the guy to bang with. Because he'll make you feel like your wife after when um. you smacked.
1: Mark JC in the chat, Greg already took a nap in there. Lol. I in a came nap. out to a Sparse Girls song. That's well, Adam, a man. I mean, that, to be fair, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, Tata that. that was brilliant marketing, though, uh, because coming out to a Sparse Girls song, he, got, he knew that there were uh, Conor McGregor fans rather than MMA fans in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He knew there were a lot of big stars, a lot of people who maybe don't really watch MMA, but he got every woman in that crowd up dancing. The guy's an absolute star. He's it's an, an, it's an absolute a, star. A, he's,
2: a, he he's, a, he's a natural born and, entertainer. And not the, smacking someone at mouth. And it's then, chair, I'm the fucking. Sure. And then
1: his his poor fighting entry with uh with uh, Joe Rogan. He wants to try and bang yeah. with me. I'm not the right,
2: I'm not the correct fella to
1: bang with. Pick somebody else. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely love that.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket
1: the cool-down, and Carlos, this is more in your wheelhouse, so I'll let you go over this one. Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. Um, we get the, the uh, 29-28s across the board for Gilbert Burns, uh, but what did you think of this fight?
2: This fight was very obviously situation. If you have watched... Uh, you it got a lot, lot
1: of boos. Yeah, got a
2: lot of booze because, again, like you just said, there were a lot of Conor McGregor fans, a lot mm-hmm. of people who haven't got really a fucking clue of what they're looking at or what they're talking about. And in this fight, if you were to go back to even UFC 1, going back to UFC 10, you will see how UFC formed from getting someone who's karate, getting someone who's a BJJ.
1: Open weight. Putting,
2: put, yes, exactly, putting them together. Who's the best? Who's going to win? Who is who is the best? Who's got I the best fighting style?
1: You're talking about a company that had that tournaments in one night where some fighters have to fight three, four times a night.
2: Exactly. And people who Gilbert Burns look up to, like Royce Gray said, mm-hmm. he was the one in these tournaments and that's what it were. You had uh, you had the basic, the karate hot in Stephen Wonderboy uh, Thompson and obviously representing the karate side and then you've got Gilbert Burns who's just the most phenomenal Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that expert amazing. in the UFC to date. Not only mm-hmm. is he still competing in the UFC, he still goes out of his way to compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments mm-hmm. but whilst in his spare time, I do apologise off the top of my head, but the, the, the basically he's massive in the the Giu Nogi uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament, and Gilbert Burns not long had a had a grapple event but Gilbert Burns actually won that grapple. That's how good he is. So when we look at this fight, you've also got to look at how Wonderboy wants to keep it on the feet, doesn't want to go to the ground, and how Gilbert Burns doesn't want to stay keep on the feet. He wants to go to the, he wants to go to the ground. Because both of them are world champions, multiple-time world champions in both of their uh, in both of their areas of combat, and when you put them two together, it's only one thing that's going to happen. And with it being modern mix, uh, mixed martial arts, you had Stephen Thompson who was trying to defend the the, the takedown early in the first round by Gilbert Burns, and it was a perfect uh, it was a perfect game plan: Taking him down early, met the stand-up fighter, worry about them takedowns. It helps you open up with your hands, but then you, you can still take him down at any point because then they're worried. Angle a minute: is he going to come up top? Is he going to go down low? What's he going to do? But Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is still one of them fighters who you've got to look at and go shit. Even though I've I've put him in this predicament where I've got to go, he's still super fast and accurate reading me. So even if I'm not sharp at going down and going up, I'm taking a fucking I'm taking a front uh, a front side to the face, and you don't see it going because with traditional karate, it's it's usually. Fast moving and push forward, and that's why you see with Stephen Wonderboy with his front kick, he lifted it up to the uh, to the chest and then lifted it up again and went for the head. And that's that's all what that connected movement is. It's designed for when you're on your back foot, like Gilbert Burns, it's designed that front one is not to generally touch it, so it's a reacher. Mm-hmm. It's the second one that follows through that yes. gets you move it back. And that's how traditional karate fire you go back to Leo Machida. Um, they fast, absolutely fast paced. One of the best uh, things I can um, sort of put it into context is when Vita Belfort uh, knocked out basically t Tort's and he would just followed him over the cage. And
1: that's,
2: literally, that's it. That's generally what a, a karate background is, where Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a lot more in this day and age, submission uh, position over submission, and you don't want Stephen Wonderboy thompson getting back to his feet. Again,
1: it's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, look at that in the, I think it was in the second round where he essentially, uh, Gilbert has essentially wrapped himself around one of Stephen Thompson's legs, knowing that the other one was free to try and help stand up, but as long as he kept that that leg stretched out, it, it stopped Stephen from being able to uh, stand up and, it was brilliantly well, worked by uh, by uh, Gilbert Burns.
2: It was definitely it was a brilliant game plan. Steve Wonderboy Thompson unfortunately didn't have the, the the
0: time to work what he needed to do for his game plan, so it didn't work for him. But Gilbert
2: Burns had the correct game, but everyone was booing him because again they didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You've got to put yourself in his shoes. You've got a, a you've got a multiple time karate world champion, and your
1: your fighting uh, style uh, is Brazilian uh, yeah, jiu-jitsu. Not, but not only that though, Carlos. Is a, a um a fighter that nobody else or very few people are able to understand how good he is. The, the, there is there's literally fat camps out there dedicated to trying to break down Stephen Thompson's uh, his uh, fighting style, and it and it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. People can't That's beat this it. guy.
2: You can't. There's, there's only certain fighters. You've got Raymond Daniels, who is mm-hmm. probably outside of the UFC, even inside the UFC. It's just that, all together, you probably look like at Raymond Daniels, who's the only one off the top of my head. Who, can, who and, knows who, how to break down a student temple Yeah, well, who knows, not just not well, not necessarily how to break down, but knows how to imitate him when you're sparring, and knows how to move exactly yeah. like our Wonderboy used to get you prepared mm-hmm. for the fight. So he's one of the fighters who's very hard to prepare for, and you don't know what to expect. So when you're Gilbert Burns, you don't stand the fight with this, because Gilbert Burns... He took some shots that he didn't like. He got rocked. And he, he knows, hang on a minute, shit, what am I doing? I need to watch the basics. So when he was going in for the double leg, Stephen Wonderboy's Thompson was takedown defense was too good for the double leg. So that's why I had to switch it to the single leg and pull him round and make him walk for it to try and take him off his balance. Because when you've got your legs spread out, there's no. Part, I'm using so much energy to try and drag your hips away from that fence. What's the point? Why not just drag your leg up? And then just drag it with me. You're you're on one leg because even if you don't go off it, I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna kick that other leg. You're gonna go with that. That like DC did all the time as a smaller person when he used to drag that one leg up and then he used to basically step in and basically just fucking rag him down. And that's all basically Gilbert Burns was doing, bar from the I think it was the the third or fourth take down where he he basically got him and then spun him around like a, a wrestling takedown in a way. But yeah, Gilbert Burns did the perfect thing where it was just. Holding him, position over submission, mm-hmm. and then working because you don't want Stephen Woundwick Thompson to get back to his feet. No. And especially when you're going on in that first round, that second round, the third round, you're getting sweaty, you're getting slippery. You can't hold on to
1: someone. It's not as easy as it is. You haven't got that, fat, you you haven't use that a, friction to hold on with skin to skin when it's dry. Yeah. So you've got to use and more You use strength. a lot, yeah, you use a lot more strength in, in keeping that position, that's which could be tiring.
2: Well, that's it. It, it, it. Imagine if
1: you've let go of the hips for a second
2: or moved the shoulder from, his, uh, from uh, Wonderboy's esophagus, he's, that's going to give him a chance to bridge up and move.
1: Yeah, you don't and, and we saw that in the, the length thing that I, w- I was describing. The, uh, Gilbert was giving him a, s- a fraction of a second and Thompson was out and he was up on his, on his feet from it.
2: And that's it. And when you go for submissions, what do you generally do when you go for submissions? You have to give up these other things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So when you're pinning someone down, unless you're going for stuff like a, a Kimura arm triangle, you're generally having to lift up off it. Even when you're going for just an arm ball, when you're sort of generally sitting on the chest and manoeuvring, even though uh, Burns is that good and he, he could have done it, you're in the UFC fight up there going on verge for another title, even though Kobe's in in the mix, up there for a, another title shot. You don't want to mess your chances up. You don't want to let Wonderboy back to his feet. And it was a perfect game plan Executed perfectly, and everyone who booed him, go fuck yourself. It was absolutely bullshit. It was a game plan that he, that anybody who had a brain in mixed martial arts, anybody who was fighting at his level, would have done. Woodley didn't want a fucking standard bang with Wonderboy wanted to take it out. Mm-hmm. Everybody who, who farts with Wonderboy, I think there's only been one person at the top of my head who's not minding a standard bang with him, and that were Anthony Pettis. Just because, on the level, Anthony Better with his taekwondo could probably match him standing-wise. Other than that, you don't stand with him. Like, you don't go on the ground with Gilbert Burns. He, you just don't, do it? So, yeah. that's... It, unfortunately, with the 15 minutes, um, Wonderboy didn't have the time he needed to work. He only had the second round that really... that know, Third round at a push, you could probably say that was his. Other than that, Gilbert was... With, with, was checking that fight mm-hmm. all the way, even even coming to the end of the second one when he got that, then he got that late takedown. Even though he didn't look like much, he, he that's still a little bit of a confidence booster going into the third, and then also looks got on the judges' scorecard like fair enough. Wonder why he might have done this damage. We so might have hit him with this, so might kicked him with this, but he still had the strength, he still had the awareness to get that takedown uh, at the end of the round. So that's what the judges are looking for, and. I'm going to, obviously, I've given him all this praise. Do I think it's enough to warrant him basically overstepping Covid? To, like <laughs> everyone's saying, if they did something spectacular on no. a performance, did they overstep? Like, I agree with you. I don't think he does. After the performance, he, he, he doesn't. He's probably going to have to fight either Leon or who's going to be in line. I'm going to say, Leon, because everyone's, everyone's counting Leon out, and I don't want to do that myself. He's an
1: English lad, and he deserves his fucking like 11 in a row now so if he's no, not going to fight for a only really Liam and Colby above him you could say Masvidal but uh, I think
2: Masvidal is going
1: to get um, oh no wait!
2: to be honest he did say he did say Masvidal that's a good fight both Masvidal said yeah as well what does he mean it though because he he, the, he said yeah to a couple of people and he hasn't signed the the contract and I, I don't know if he's waiting for the fight but
1: Oh, he also so called out. Up, he also called up. out uh, Nate Diaz.
2: I don't think Nate farts him the, no. for the for the reason. Nate, of,
1: Nate is now a money fart. Yeah, Nate is definitely a money. Nate is getting what is that, 35. he's at 34, He's he wants he, those million pound farts. Yeah, he's not million, million dollar farts, sorry.
2: he's not looking for these farts to prove himself or to prove how good he is or or basically move up in ranks. He knows what he's worth. He knows his name. So he knows the name value. He knows that the UFC will give him what he asks for. So he's not going to fire someone like Gilbert. And I'm not saying because it's an easy fight for him. It's not. It's a fucking well fight fire for him. That's the reason he wouldn't take it. Because there's no point in him going, yeah, I'll do all this training camp. I'll get my body prepared. I'll do. I'll basically get prepared for us. When you prepare for Gilbert Burns, you don't know what you're going to do. His stand-up games come come on that much in the last couple of years. You don't know if he's going to throw a couple of tears. like, you don't know if he's going to try and stand up with you. So you've got to get trained for everything. And Nate, you get into that age. And like you say, he's a... Is still a fighter, but he's at that business point where he doesn't have to fight people like Gilbert. Mm-hmm. He can say, "I what happened at it
1: main it when when everything sorted out." Yeah, they're, it, they're sorted out. It, it, He'll dance between divisions yeah. to to pick up to get fights that make him a million dollars plus a per fight. Well, so I'm I'm saying, like, yeah, he he I don't think. I, I think it's more likely that it's going to be Leon Edwards.
2: I'd I'd say so. Off the top, I'd say off the top, I'd hope it's Leon Edwards just because he. It is mm-hmm. unless they're using unless they've said to Leon behind the scenes, listen, keep ready just in case anything happens to Corby or mm-hmm. yeah, Um yeah. Other than that, if he, if he doesn't fight Leon, that's in fact I'm going to probably say you know if he doesn't fight Leon, that's actually probably what's actually happened because Leon's been quiet for the last couple of weeks on his all of his social media, even on his personal stuff. So that's I reckon he's been told that, but mm-hmm. I won't okay, I won't say any more on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I reckon he, he Gilbert either farts, either gets offered Masvidal, or he might even get offered someone uh, someone lower down, who's moving up in the ranks, because again, it's not like that title's on the card
1: for him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's get into uh, the fact that everybody, or 99% of people who were watching this card, uh, were, was looking for Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Three, um, yeah, first round finish, Dustin Poirier takes the victory. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tanner, before we get to it, Tanner, in that chat, uh, Carlos, do you have a spare set of ankles in that filing cabinet for Mister McGregor? Um, let's get to it. Uh, so basically, in the pre-fight, um, um, Connor has been very, very aggressive uh, with uh, with his attitude towards Dustin, but he did comment about how uh, going for the the tap outs and going for the leg kicks, his pussy moves. What did Connor do mainly in this fight? He threw lots and lots of leg kicks. And then when uh when uh, uh kind of like fought his way through and was landing uh, good clean shots and then got the takedown, Connor went for the subs. He actually went for the guillotine a couple of times, uh, but he just wasn't able to get it, get that guillotine cinched in enough. And then every time that Porrier broke away, he was landing huge, huge shots. I've got to give props to McGregor as well. Those elbows from the bottom looked absolutely vicious, uh, but that just seemed to wind Poirier up a little bit more. Passes up and, and elbows with uh, with uh, yeah elbows McGregor's face into the floor. Um, McGregor was cut. There's a, there's one where I think he's cut like literally the inside of his ear off. Um, landing up kicks uh, when uh, Poirier was trying to kind of like break away, maybe land some bigger shots. Uh, Poirier went back in. Uh, Landon more elbows. Uh, this was just a beat down on Conor McGregor for uh, some periods, but I've, I've got to give it to him. He didn't he didn't sit back and give up, he did try and still get the guillotine, he did try and get the, the headlocks. I've seen talk of it being a, a 10 8 round. I don't believe it was a 10 8 round. I think Conor did uh, plenty of good work on his own. Those, leg kicks at the yeah. beginning, were brutal but it does finally get to the ground with a uh, with a uh, about 30 40 seconds to go um and both guys go to land shots uh Connor gets his foot in a little bit wrong uh he ends up actually uh, in the replay snapping his his uh his uh, fibula and tibia just above the ankle we we all thought cuz we we're watching live we thought it was uh, he got dropped by a, a parry shot but in the slow mo it, it it shows that both shots missed uh but when Connor goes down uh Poirier does come and land some some big big shots. Uh we were all thinking Herb Dean's gonna do a Herb Dean here and stop this fight, but it does end up going to the, the end of the round obviously with a broken leg slash ankle the fight can't continue and uh Dustin Porrier gets the, the TKO via leg injury. Connor was massively massively arguing for it to be a, a, a doctor stoppage and <sighs> Connor is just so frustrating because He's been in the last few fights, well the last fight certainly the fight against Donald Tron, he was a really he was humble, he was um he was calm, he was collected. In this fight, he, I mean he threatened to be yeah, he threatened try. to beat Justin yeah. Porrier up outside the, the this, stadium. This, this is how let's bad put it is.
2: If he was saying that stuff to me and if he said that about my wife, broken ankle or not, I would have run over to the motherfucker, yeah. stamped on the ankle and then stamped on the other fucking ankle. Just to fucking in the, just to, his yeah, comments yeah. afterwards, the Porri's comments. Now McGregor, I absolutely love him. Like his personality-wise, like with some of the stuff he does, and he's fighting. Like you said, you got to give it to him. He, he was fighting. His heart out. Dustin's the, clearly the better fighter. And when it came to shit like that, like this, this trash talking, this fucking, this promoting a the fight, there's all well and truly good. But fuck me, like I'm sure all it, like, the cameras have to come off him. I'm sure we're calling Jolene a whore and shit like mm-hmm. that. And he's and like, what the fuck, like. If, if I were in this position, he said that about my wife, I thought would be getting drilled through your fucking face. It will not I wouldn't be caring if security guys all way. I ain't no champion. I've just my money off beating your ass twice. You know what I mean? Like, I, that, the first part of me in my head is, I'd be running my foot through
1: your fucking headboss on the canvas. Uh, Matt Wilson in the chat, what is your opinion of Poirier calling McGregor a dirtbag pass fight? He wasn't, to be fair. Remember, oh. he was
2: pulling down on his gloves to kick someone in the face. If I was in sparring and someone did that to me, well, it'd be a real fart. But then if I were in a real fight and the referee didn't give it, then if the referee tried to stop the fight, that fight would continue. It wouldn't, mm-hmm. be, it wouldn't be going to a break. It'd be that fight would just be stopped continuously. I wouldn't stop fighting. It'd be like, you want to be a dirty cunt? We'll just have a proper fight. No rules in a, in a fight like that. And that's, like, like uh, Khabib said, when McGregor were doing stuff uh, in their fight what were a bit dirty, he just punched him in face and made him pay for it a little mm-hmm. bit more. That's what Dustin sort of did. He just
1: broke so... his ankle this time. So the the question coming out of this, uh, obviously we haven't had a chance to watch the the post fight yet, and I can't wait to watch it. Oh, um, the question is, is this it for Connor?
2: I don't think it is. Like, well, I know with the ankle and that lot with, and now where, where he's broke as well, the tibia. Like, if the, the way the the easiest way of showing probably would be wrist, as we can see the wrist moving back and forth. That's somewhat like the the foot is. And where is he sort of snapped? To me, it doesn't look like it's actually the bone. What it looks like, it looks like the joint of the actual, where the the foot, uh, the foot and the actual tibia and fibula actually meet. And that looks like what's come apart. Because when Mm -hmm. his foot's there, it's just wobbling at that bit. And the reason it looks like it's further up, because your ankle only stopped far down then it goes a little bit further up before it connects on. Nothing really looks broke because he would have been in a lot more pain than he were in. He were only like sort of, he were only sort of like shouting think I don't think he's, he's broke both of the bones. Like they, they put it in, in like a, um, a still straight away. Uh, but again, I don't think it's massively damaged. And with well, the money he's got, he's not going to... He's recovering that lot. And all the if he needs to go through surgery, it's going to cost him nothing. Especially if he comes back home. We've got NHS, so it wasn't. We don't have to pay for no medical bills.
1: So Dana has said... That um it feels bad for Dustin because uh after that dominant first round, all the all the talk of the fight is that it was the the, the dog stoppage that finished the fight. It says that Dustin gets the the shot against Charles Oliveira, but uh, when Connor is is fit we get uh, McGregor versus Porrier four. See. And also Habib tweeted, good always defeats evil.
2: It, it, it's true, then it is it, true. Like fair, I like I said, I, McGregor is a good guy. He he can sell snow to a fucking Eskimo. Mm-hmm. He packed that arena out just from talking shit. And uh, good on him, he just made money. And Dustin Forey, he didn't give a shit, because he knew he just made bang. Dusty he started giving a shit after the fight when he carried it on calling his wife and stuff like that. What McGregor should have done is just been he's just been the good old McGregor. You can still be a swap. But why weren't humble then? Why, why was he not just humble, bit respectful, going, right, fair enough, I broke my fucking ankle. You didn't beat me. I broke my ankle. We'll, we'll do it again. He didn't have to, like, call his wife a whore and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, you, you can just, yeah, his personality came out at the end of that fight. And he's going to, definitely in this day and age, he's going to get a lot more fans for it because people are pricks, boy <laughs> He's one of them. He's... It's just the way it is. Yeah. And he's going to get a hell of a lot more fans. He's going to get a lot more publicity. Fuck me, you've got that like knobhead Stephen, whatever he's called. That guy, has no no reason to be near an MMA fucking oh. event. And you've got him just because McGregor's fired. McGregor brings ass to the sport. He brings people speaking about it. And win-lose or draw, he will still be, at the end of the day, the biggest draw yeah. in mixed martial arts. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I say this is not an, an end to his career because it doesn't matter what this guy... That... Like I said to you earlier... He can have eight losses in a row. Dana White will still put him. He won't treat. Him, he won't treat him like um, like he would with BJ Penn and stuff like that. Because again, Conor McGregor is still the draw. Yep. He can bring people just because just from saying just from acting the way you were. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep the little rat. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Nothing really looked different in his in in the fight that he was doing. Fair enough. He cracked Poirier a little bit cleaner with that left hand, but like Poirier said stung him a bit, didn't do nothing to him. So again, like I explained to you, in that heavy in the heavier the heavier divisions where Poirier is allowed to rehydrate, you can absorb this punishment. You've got to be more on point to hurt him. And then once McGregor, we all know McGregor's fucking not famous for his cardio. And he he got tucked down in the first round. Garrendy, the second round he would have got tucked down. And then if he didn't get finished, he would have got probably finished with a submission. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that, guys, is UFC 264 in the books. It's also the debut of Five Rounds on Radio Techers in the books. We, uh, we appreciate everybody who has watched along or if you are listening on uh, on audio, um, we appreciate you uh, as well. We will be back next week with uh, UFC Fight Night Makachev versus Moises, which has the return of Misha Tate uh, and then the, the of that all the lightweights are scared of Islam Makachev taking on Tiago Moses. Um, so, yeah, tune in to Radio Techers uh, for that one. And uh, if you are listening to audio, you can find this on uh, the Radio Techers uh, uh, podcast feed or still on Visionary Global Media or still on The Chair Shop. Um, just before we go, I want to give a, a, a lot of shout-out to the guys over at uh, Shooting the Sports-ish. They uh, supported us all the way through this in five rounds and Radio Techers leaves there with absolutely no animosity. Still lots of love for our guys over there. Uh, but uh, thank you for starting this journey with us uh, at Radio Techers. We hope to uh, to bring you uh, plenty of quality content of, the, of the, the, the next few weeks and years and keep your eyes out for more from five rounds, more from Radio Techers more from the the team involved there uh, we're gonna be working hard to bring you the very very best uh in content but that is all from me uh carlos want to say goodbye i do indeed
2: before i do say goodbye obviously that i just say i want to say the thank you to the networks that we've been on the student sports is really done as well um we are now as uh, like i just said uh, radio tech because that's a new network go subscribe on the youtube channel we now the five rounds Facebook page is now sort of turned into the network for the radio techers. So go and follow, like, share that uh, as well because all the and content, the Twitch, uh, and the Twitch, uh, because all the content will be going on there as well when it goes live. So not just the five rounds, so you can get all your juicy um, sports and needs from anywhere from mixed martial arts, to wrestling to even f1 racing and more along the way so keep following us and just before again i do say goodbye i'd like to give a, a good shout out to a couple of people who's agreed to sort of help us out and try and get us out a lot more and help us by sponsoring us with the show i'd like to shout out project north who's a company in the northwest of england they're doing a really 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 good um project that i am fully behind uh it's a life called aiden Project North is his own company. I'll put a lot more of a story on the thing. I can't wait to tell it. It's a brilliant story. I'm just working everything out with him. I'll just give you a little bit of backstory. He helped me so much with um, when we had a little family issue. So this is just something for him to get back out. So it's a clothing network for fashionable clothes. So please go and check him out on Facebook and Instagram, Project North. And then I'd like to give it also another a shout out to um blackout graphics in burnley who's done me personally for my little daughter a geek with our black Knights logo on it so that's perfect so if you've got anything that you need any graphic design work any print work um posters anything like that again facebook instagram get in touch with them go give them a follow go give us a follow on instagram get us up there and we are out adios amigos enjoy the first episode
0: thechairshot.com always use your head what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar